This is Richard Sachs. I'm your host on Lost Arts Radio, and I'm glad to see you back again. We have a show that I've been hoping we'd get done uh, sometime soon with our friend uh, Chief Jerome Bell, who is exciting to me because I'm always on the lookout for people within or running for positions of power in government or even in corporations, which some of which are not totally beyond redemption. And um, I just... You know, I see where things are going, and I don't want to see it complete the agenda that the rulers are pushing us toward now. And if we can get some good people into positions of political power, I think that would be fantastic, and it would really help us. So I've seen uh, Chief Jerome Bell, and I call him Chief because of his Navy career and his uh, rank of Chief Petty Officer. But um, what impressed me, because there's a lot of people with very, very high ranks that are monsters in fancy clothes you know and um what i really liked about chief bell is that obvious courage obvious uh perception of what's happening which by itself is very rare and uh willingness to fulfill the oath that all the people who served in the military and other parts of the government took to defend the constitution which is basically defensive truth and what's what's right to do for everyone's benefit and we're going to talk about the issues that are happening in the world right now and what are the possibilities for not having to go all the way through the hell that our rulers are trying to lead us into and how we could have a better future a lot sooner and there's there's so much to talk about we could I'm sure go on for weeks, but we're, this is going to go by real fast, and we'll try to t- touch on the most important things. So, welcome, Chief Bell, and I really am grateful that you're here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Richard, for having me. I appreciate it. So, um, you know, one of the things that I want to accomplish in this broadcast is to let people know who you are, because you're asking them to, at least the people in Virginia, to vote for you. And... um Everybody else needs to support you, in my opinion. And uh, I think if we go back a little bit into your background, explain how you got into the position you're at now, and we can go back as far as you want, just to give a, a context and a picture of why you ended up doing what you're doing now and why you're running for office. But we can go back before the Navy career, whatever, whatever you want to cover. Just in, introducing yourself so people know you like a member of their family is the, what I've got in mind. Okay. Well, Jerome Bell, you, you said the name. Um, born and raised from in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, I was I was raised by um, mother and father that were from Alabama. So country parents that migrated up to the city, like a lot of you know Southerners did back in the in the sixties and fifties and sixties. They migrated to right. northern states. You know, and Cleveland was where I was born and raised. Um, after I graduated high school, and uh, I went and I actually worked for the FBI for about a year and a half. And, um, you know, I, 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 I liked it, you know, but you know, it was something that, you know, I really didn't enjoy doing. Okay. 
Um, you know, so so I wanted to see the world. I'm an adventurer, you know, I, mm-hmm. I'm the type of person. I want to learn new things, see new cultures. And so I joined the Navy and in 1985. I joined the Navy and I spent the next 27 years um, seeing the world, meeting new people and, and really enjoying life and really understanding what the United States of America is what the United States of America brings to, to the world. Right. And, you know, and this, you know, and knowing, and a lot of people don't really appreciate what we have here because they've never been outside of here, you know, and, and you know, and being on, I've, I've traveled to every continent. I've been in over 400, 500 cities, or you can say European states or states of Africa, mm-hmm. you know, countries, you know, just outside. And, um, and, and I've seen it all. I've seen some of the most fabulous places that I've never thought that I'd see. And I've seen some of the worst hell holes that I would never, never want to see again. Mm-hmm. But all of it brings me back to that the United States of America is the greatest nation in, in the world. And I understand why people want to come here. I really do. Um, you know, so in, 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 in my travels and in my journeys, I, I've always been interested in the politics, even back in high school. Uh, I, I said that, you know, when I go to college that I would major in political science, you know, it's basically what I had said, but um my apology so, for having my camera off. Sorry to interrupt, but I no, didn't realize fine. that. So anyway, <laughs> hi everybody. No, no, no. Sorry, no, no you're fine. So, so I've always been interested, yeah, in in government, and and so I mean, I've always been interested in our documents and the Declaration of Independence, reading those, understanding those, the um, Constitution, you know, the United States, reading and understanding those, and really, you know, uh, embracing what what they mean to us. Are, are you talking about self-education or were there people? Absolutely. Well, well, you know, when I came in, when I grew up in high school, we still had civics. And yeah, so. Because they don't teach that to, stuff anymore. No, no, they don't teach anymore. I mean, we had to memorize the preamble. Okay. You know, we had to memorize the bill of rights. Right. You know, so, so this is at the time when, when we were taught to love our country, we were taught what our documents meant um to to us and and you know as people you know and 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 as a country and and when i swore an oath in 1985 to support and defend the constitution of the united states you know that is something that 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 stuck in my heart and something that i live today even though i'm retired now you know my oath never expires and so as i you know (laughs) you know, continue to go through life and retire and see what happened to the military. You know, being in the military for 27 years is a long time. You see a bunch of things. I served under seven presidents, I believe it was. And, you know, and so you see a lot of change. Right. You see, you know, in changes in the presidents, you see changes in the country, you see how the different parties, you know, sway, you know, people to believe in them. I mean, to me, it's definitely it's a left right paradigm. It's it's really what it is. You know, when you consider the two major parties, the Democrat Party and the Republican Party, even though I'm running for Congress as a Republican, I'm running as a conservative American first. Mm-hmm. And, and meaning, and going back, let me backtrack a little bit. My dad and my mom were Democrats. Okay, 
I don't think they would be Democrats today, though, because the Democrats, when I grew up, were conservatives. They were mainly conservative right. because we had to be. Our history as, as black people is a conservative history that began at the end of slavery. You know, we, we actually helped form the Republican Party because that was the party that helped us become free as black people. But, you know, a lot of that history is lost and a lot of that history isn't taught of who we are in that history. Because I grew up, like I say, my, my mom and dad were Democrats. And, and I remember my dad used to tell me all the time, you know, when you get old enough to vote, make sure you vote Democrat because the Democrat are for poor people. Mm-hmm. Right. right. I know, had the same say, thing. You know, that's, you know they're, they are the ones that take care of poor people. They're the poor people. Well, as I began to get older and, and look at the world and see things for myself, you know, I remember those words and, you know, and I, and I remember thinking, well, if the Democrat Party is for poor people, who's for the rich people? Mm-hmm. You know, who's mm-hmm. for the rich people? Because that's who I want to be. Because you know, I don't want to be poor. You know, I, I want to be rich. So. So I want to see who who are they? And it was basically the Republican Party. You know, that was that left right paradigm: Democrat for the poor people, uh, Republican Party for the rich people. So now I gravitated more towards the the Republican Party, not only for that thought, but just because of the conservative values that I actually grew up with. You know, um, you mm-hmm. know, family. You know, strong families, um, um, uh, taking care of our own. You know, um, being, you know, village raising children, you know, real strong communities, um, building businesses, you know, making something, you know, out of nothing. And and, uh, you, know, you know, the capitalism of it and, uh, and you know, the pro-life, the, you know, protecting yourself with guns. Because my dad, I grew up a hunter. I grew up hunting. My dad was a staunch believer in his shotguns and his guns. And, you know, and, and he would say, oh, you never give these up for anything. You know, these are to protect you, not only against people, but, you know, against government. My dad understood that. Right. You know? And and so, you know, like I, said, I grew up in a conservative household under a Democrat label, you know, from what I, I you know, looking back and, and seeing basically what it was. But, you know, and now, you know, once I retired and raised my boys, I raised three boys. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I said, OK, well. I didn't want to retire, you know, and I saw which way the world was going after because I served last under Obama. I retired after, you know, with Obama being president. And after his first term, I can no longer stomach what was happening because I saw I saw the transition really going back to Bush and Clinton and Bush and those, you know, those guys. But I saw the transition of the United States beginning to happen. And it wasn't for the good. It wasn't for the good. Mm-hmm. You know, and and so, I mean, you know, like we spoke before and, you know, and I told you that, you know, I, in the 2000, around 2000, 1999, 2000, I woke up and I, I, I deprogram, deprogrammed myself and I left the Matrix. Right. Wow, I, I, that's I, a I, really I, big I deal. Yeah. And when mm-hmm. you as a person really detach from the Matrix Mm-hmm. and really deprogram yourself, you can see everything very, very, very clearly. Uh, and what's happening, what's to come, what's going on is clear. Right. There, there's no ambiguity in that at all. And so, you know, being, you know, outside of the matrix for, you know, 21 years and now to see where America is going, 
I said, well, you know what? I need to step up and I you know, I want to try to change this because my, because my dad used to always tell me, you know, be the change you want. Yeah. Be the change you want. And so, you know, I threw my hat and I threw my name in the hat last year to, you know, run for Congress to try to change, to try to you know, be a be a catalyst and, and to try to be at least one voice of reason and what was going on in this crazy world right now. So there's probably at least a hundred questions that I would ask you from what you just been saying. <laughs> um, so I'll choose a few. Um, w- Cause y- you know, the idea of this broadcast is not to just only talk to the people that already know what you're talking about. Right. Cause you want to create a change, right? Yeah. So you've got to talk to the people who have no idea what you mean. And several of the things you said, for example, why the U.S. is unique. If if you were, you know, talking to people who understand that, it's easy, right? But what if you talk to the people who have been growing up listening to their television saying America is terrible? You know, even for saying those things, Chief Bell, you're probably a white supremacist. And uh, America is just really hateful and uh, racist. And na- they're trying to teach us that nationalism is bad mm-hmm. because nationalism means you want to go beat up all the other countries. Right. And what they don't understand is nationalism of America done in a good way would be an example for every other country to make their countries great to live in too. Right. Yeah. So, well, well, other what, countries are great because the United States is great. They right. model themselves. A lot of countries constitutions is modeled after the United States. Right. You know, and you saw the people marching in Hong Kong, holding signs for the U.S. And, saying, and holding, marching with the U.S. flag. Yeah, exactly. Because the U.S. flag, see, see, and here's the difference. And here's what's going on with the United States is that we are under attack. And we have, we've gone through a coup d'etat after the 2020 election. But we're under attack by marxism and by communist we are we are really in a battle in a war with communism right now okay okay so mm -hmm. i i don't see it's kind of tricky i don't i don't want you to lose your train of thought but i don't want to go over things that are really important and have them get lost in the background so uh, i know that kids now and by kids, I mean, you know, maybe 30 years old or two, two years old, five years old, whatever they are in the school system. Right. We've got an educational system that's teaching that America is terrible and suggesting that communism and socialism are way better. So when you say that, you know, people that understand know what you're talking about, but these people that are being brainwashed to thinking that socialism is great probably don't even know that Hitler was a national socialist. That was his political party. And they don't know what, you know, what's wrong with communism where everybody gets everything they need for free. What, what is actually bad about that? Well, and with that, because nothing comes for free, you know, and, you know, I talk to people like this all the time. I get attacked, you know, from both sides, you know, um, you know, I'm called a white supremacist. I'm called a coon. I'm called an uncle Tom, which actually I like uncle Tom because he was actually a hero. So, so, uh, so I actually like that nomenclature, you know, that moniker, Um, you know, but I would get called, you know, a traitor to my race and things like that. So when I talk to these people, I'm like, what's wrong with loving your country? I'm like, do you see any other country, any other 
nationalists, right? Even if they come here, they still love their country. Even though people have to escape from, let's say, Cuba, from a communist country like Cuba, they still love Cuba, right? So why wouldn't we love America? This is our home. This is our country, you know? And, And so, and since we get nothing for free, we do have to work for what we get because that's what this that's what this country is built on. This country is built on hard work and is built on going out and and getting. And this is the only country where you can start with nothing and have everything you want. Right, you can obtain everything you want if you go out and get it. You may have to work for it, you know, because you know people in in, in countries, you know, and this is how I explain to some people. Okay, I say, okay, well, you get a paycheck, right? And they say, yeah. I'm like, okay, so how much did you get in your paycheck? Hmm. Okay, I got about $300. I say, okay, now, does your brother work? I'm like, no, he doesn't work. Okay, well, give him $150. Well, I'm not giving him $150. (laughs) I'm like, no, no, no. But this is the country that you want. So no matter how hard you work and what you earn, you have to give half of it to your brother, even though he doesn't do anything. Well, that's not fair. I'm like, okay, you're right. It's not fair. So why should we give people things for free and they not work for it you know so when you try to you know put it in terms and 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 use their money you know and things against them hey okay so you have a car okay well you have to show your car with the next door neighbor three days a week right you know and so you sometimes you have to break it down really really cynical to where people understand it but you know it, it it's we've been being set up by you know, the Marxism and the Communist Party for decades now. And unfortunately, these a lot of teachers that we have in these schools now have been placed and they've been set up through the Communist Party USA, through college. And that's where they started, you know, indoctrinating these college kids, you know, through universities who are now these teachers who are now indoctrinating the elementary school because they understand that the younger you get them, the more likely right. you control them and the more likely that they'll do what you want, you know? So, so we're in a battle and, you know, and unfortunately, yeah, it's in our school systems very, very deep. And we have to, you know, really root out those teachers. We have to get that, get these people out of the system and we have to get back to teaching why America is great. Why, you know, the, you know, the, the, um, what our, our flag is a symbol of not hate. Our flag is a symbol of freedom. And that's what it's for. And that's why you see people in Cuba and in Hong Kong and Taiwan marching with the American flag. They're wrapped in the American flag. Why do you think they do that? Because they want to be free. Right. They remember the ideal of it. But right. now on television, they're teaching that the conservatives are the really bad people. They hate everybody. They're, they don't have any compassion. They're not generous. They have all these terrible qualities. And how do we get, you know, the commentators on TV are saying, how do we get rid of the conservatives because they're so mean? Where where did that come from and what's the truth about it? Well, that's projection, you know, to me. And, and projection is one of the greatest things that the Democrat Party and Marxism and communism uses against people. You know, it's, it's things that they do and who they are, but they try to put it off on another person or another, in this case, another party, per se, you know, because when I I talk to black people, you know, just people, I'm like, well, if the Republican Party is so bad, why was it that party that, you know, um, freed us? You know, they 
no, they freed the slaves, that party. The, the Democrat Party wanted to keep us slaves. The Democrat Party fought every single civil rights legislation. They did not want us to be free. They wanted us to be slaves. They didn't want us to have civil rights. It was the Democrat Party. So, And when you break it down and start to show people, okay, let's backtrack. Let's just go through history, right? And, and, and really, let's look at who was who and who was who, you know? And, and, and a lot of people start to see well, yeah, that is right. But it's just through education and, and a lot of people have to be taught. But like I said, a lot of people are taught by their TVs. They, they're taught by CNN. They're taught by Marxist communist teachers, right. you know, to say America is bad. I say, and then I say, okay, well, let me ask you this. If America is so bad, right? And we're such a terrible racist nation. Why is everybody trying to come here? <laughs> yeah. They, <laughs> just did, they just didn't notice how bad we were, right? Right, right, right. They don't know how really bad we are, you know, but, but everybody wants to come here. And it seems as though, you know, and, you know, and I talked to them like, why is it that other black people from around the world, from Africa, from, you know, Cuba, from Haiti, from all these other different countries, they come here and be successful, but we cry about reparations. We cry about, you know, the white man, this or white supremacy, this, you know, and we're looking for handouts. I'm like, so why are they, why do these people come here and become successful? You know, they say, well, I don't know. Just because no, I'm like, no, it's because they haven't been brainwashed with the nonsense. Right. They haven't been brainwashed with the white supremacy. They haven't been brainwashed with, you know, this is keeping me down and I can't do this. And because of my color, and I can't do this because of the color of another person. They haven't, you know, been been through that indoctrination. And that's that's the really big part about it. So one of the things you said that you identify with as an America first can, candidate, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay, and the television, the people that are trying to brainwash us and that Trump called the enemy of the people, and I think that was being kind. Um, you know, he, they're saying, well, nationalism and America first, that means you don't care about the rest of the world and you want to, you know, cheat other countries and things like that. I think people are accepting that sometimes without reason, without really looking at it. But on... The way it really is, if you have nationalism in a good way, you're an example for everybody else, right? They can encourage them to do the same thing. You get a whole bunch of countries that are all nationalistic, taking care of their own people, and then they cooperate as sovereign entities that are free. Yeah, absolutely. And and like I said, and a lot of times you have to break it down to the lowest common denominator and be like, okay, you have a family, right? Who do you put above your family? Is your family first? Do you put... The people down the street or the, the, the people down the street, kids before your kids? I'm like, no. Well, do you put the people next door above you? No. I'm like, so why do you put other countries above America? It's about self-preservation. It's about putting us first. It's America the same thing. should yeah. be first. It's the same thing. This is our country. We come before any other country. Every American citizen should come before any other country citizen. That's not being callous or being mean. That's just being truthful. We have to take care of us first. It's like you take care of your family first before you right. take care of someone else's family. And then you have something to contribute. And, and it's the same for every country. It's not just America first. It's, you know, Latin American countries, African countries, Asian countries. They should all make their own country a great place first, and then they can contribute to the outside. 
one of the things I wanted to bring up, you, you know, as I said, we've got so much to talk about that if it's useful for your campaign later, we can do sequels to this also. Okay. But for the moment, let's look at um, positions and on issues that you have as the conservative America first candidate. Mm-hmm. Um, let's look at, take an issue at random that re- relates to what you were just saying about taking care of your own family before you go out to take care of the community. And there's a big issue with the borders of this country. And one of the things on television and, you know, not the alternative media so much, but mainstream TV is that anybody who wants the borders secure is a racist and doesn't care about people from other countries and is not generous and, you know, things like that. And people are so, some people are so hypnotized by the television mm-hmm. that they, they don't think, you know, they're trained in school. You don't think anymore what, what the new education is from TV or from school is memorize what you're told and repeat it without right. thinking. And one of the things is that, only the really mean conservative Republicans want to close the border or make it secure. So how do you explain that to people that have been watching TV too much? Well, I'll say this. Every other country has closed borders. You just can't walk across a border of any other country in this world without being stopped, without having papers or without um, a passport. That's why you need passports. So, you know, to them, I say, in, unless you have secure borders, you don't have a sovereign nation or a sovereign country. And it's not about being mean. It's not about being callous. Like I said, it's about securing the America, the American people first, securing America first. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, that's what it's about. It's about taking care of America first. America is the most gen- generous country in the world. We give billions of dollars around the world to these countries. You know, we talk about countries in, in the southern, on the, you know, the southern um, Central America, South of America. You know, we give billions to Honduras, Guatemala, Mexico. We give money to all of these countries. So people can't say we're mean and this and that because we want to be secure. Okay. And that's what's about. And no one said that they could not come to the country. We want them to come to the country the correct way. And there is a correct way to come to this country because millions of immigrants have done it for decades. Right. And, and, and they, and, and a lot, if you speak to a lot of the um, immigrants that came here the right way and that got their citizenship the right way, mm-hmm. they are more upset than these Americans because they did exactly. it the right way. They feel slighted, they feel cheated. Yeah. You know, so it's not about, you know, the mean Republicans or the mean conservatives. It's about, the people that love America and, and, and understand what illegal and legal immigration actually does to a country. Yeah, exactly. A lot of those people that are upset that you're talking about live down near the southern border. Right. Absolutely. It's kind of kind of similar to if you have your house in a rough neighborhood somewhere and you decide to leave, take all your doors off. When you go to sleep at night, you just leave it wide open. It's not a really generous and kind and compassionate thing to do. It's, it's a way not to have your house in the morning. That's right. It's a way not to have your life in some places in the and morning. Life, yeah. you know, and your life. And a lot of these people that, you know, that espouse this, non, espouse this nonsense that about us being mean or whatever, you know, I ask them, okay, well, how many of these people are you sponsoring in your home? Yeah. How many of these people are you going to take into your home and take care of? And, of course, you get the, the, well, none. I'm like, so, 
okay, so you really don't believe in what you're saying then. Because right. if you believe in what you're saying, you'll be taking some of these people into your home. Yeah. It goes together with people losing touch with critical thinking, you know, and just being clear and common sense. That's kind of being educated out of everybody. Yeah, critical thinking is a lost art. And, you know, and, and like you mentioned, you touched on it in school. They don't teach you how to think anymore. It used to be you used to have to actually think. Critical thinking was, you know, part of the curriculum. You know, right. to think now it's just memorize and just spew out the information, you know, just repeat it, you know, just repeat you it. And, and there you go. You know, and, and critical thing, we really, really need to get back to critical thinking and critical thought because, yeah. you know, we're it, it's gone and it's lost. And, and you see where it's gotten us. And, and I mean, we're in trouble in this country yeah. you know, um, but, and badly. You know, people don't realize how detrimental we are right now and how close we are to literally losing this country yeah and and it's not like it's all fine and normal outside the country either Uh, people are saying well the television is still on and sometimes we get free money now which is great and the fast food restaurants are open and things must be normal right 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 it's far from normal this is like a I think the first time that I've seen on this kind of scale an assault against humanity all over the world, and most people don't even know it's happening. Right, right, right. They live in their little bubble, and you know, and because it hasn't touched them yet, personally, right. they feel because they most most people don't go past their mailbox, you know, really, except to go to work, you know, right. and come home. But a lot of people they haven't traveled the country, they don't know what's going on, and they see what. And then, and they don't even realize that the news is censored right now. They don't even know what's going on around the world because our news will not broadcast what's going yeah. on. Well, there, there are people, you know, marching in the streets, millions of people in the streets in these different countries for their freedom. Because, you, I mean, yeah. people don't even, a lot of people don't. If you ask them, have you seen what's going on in Australia? They're like, no, what? I know, it's amazing. It's amazing. Those people have lost their freedom and and every country and this is what they try to they, that they're trying to do to the United States and, and and they can't do it because I think enough people are really awakened to the fact that if we give up our guns we become a slave nation and Australia is the prime example right now of a country who volunteered to give up their guns and now they they're taking their kids to vaccinate them. This is a really, really critical issue about the guns, okay? Because on the, t- and, and then we'll go into the application that you're talking about. But I don't want to skip over the idea. This is one of the big things that people are supposed to think is bad about conservative people, about Republicans, about anybody that wants people to have easy access to firearms. They must be really bad people and, the TV has coined this term gun violence, and it's psychologically designed to make you picture a gun causing violence and making anybody who touches it go insane. You know, so if we had no guns, we'd have no insanity and no violence and everything would be peaceful. And they really are taught that to believe that. Right. So what's yeah, wrong with that thinking? Well, because if you look across the world, across the nation, um, there are countries that don't have guns. They kill people with machetes. Right. They kill people with knives. They kill people with, 
you know, hammers. It's not a it's not a gun issue. It's a violence issue. It's really all about the violence because people that are violent will find a way to hurt another person. Yeah, and and so you know our. I, I, I I've never seen a gun jump up by itself and kill anybody. I've never seen that. It's like the gun is whispering in the ear of the person who uses it. <laughs> Just pick me up and start shooting everybody. It's going right. to be right. Right. Yeah. I want to kill people. Can you pick me up so I can kill some people, please? Right. You know, right. So, so, yeah. So it's really about violence. It's about, you know, mental health. I think a lot of it, you know, and, and you know, and I believe that if we got away, if we really closed our borders tight mm-hmm. to where the drug trade, the human trafficking right. couldn't come into our country, you will see a less, a, a lesser in, in, in lesser or, or, or a decrease in the gun violence in these cities. A lot mm-hmm. of these, a lot of the gun violence in these cities are due to the drug trade and the gang violence. Right. What it is. Well, it's also an economic system where, and this is a whole other topic, but it's one I think again that's important, and people have no clue about how it actually works. The idea of economic freedom, free enterprise, and you know, free as a part of freedom in general, that you respect everybody else's freedoms and then you get to enjoy yours and everybody respects each other and you don't use your freedom to hurt somebody, you know, uh, preemptively. Self-defense is a different thing. But as long as you respect everybody else's rights, then you can live and speak and act and believe any way you want, right? And when you have an economic system that pretends to be based on free enterprise and individual individual freedom but it's actually being dominated by central banks that are taking out the value of the money so people with the same amount of money became poorer and poorer by design then you get frustration in unhealthy situations like in the middle of inner cities where people are in bad situations and they start being frustrated and this has been proven many times, too, that physical health and not getting the right nutrition and being sick all the time puts you in a bad mood, to put it mildly. Absolutely. You know, um, you see that in, in these schools, because I, I worked in a school for 10 years, you know, and I actually, you know, coached football, coached football for 20 years. And you know, a lot of these kids are moody. A lot of them are, let's say, troublemakers in school because they didn't get anything to eat. Right. You know, exactly. They're not getting enough to eat at home. And so they're mad and they're angry because they're hungry. Exactly. You know, because, you know, of what's going on, you know, with their economic situation. And yeah. it's by design through the government that, you know, they, that these economic situations are, are done like that because they'll take out grocery stores from neighborhoods. You know, mm-hmm. they'll put in alcohol stores, you know. Right. So, so they'll take out the things that, like say, the good food and the good nutrition because a lot of this stuff, in our food, the magnesium, the manganese, you know, and a lot of these food items cause people to become violent. And a lot of people don't realize that, that a lot of the food that we're eating is causing a lot of this violence within, you know, kids because of, because of the way it's uh, acting and reacting with their brain. It's junk food. Absolutely. <laughs> there was a health teacher in the 60s named uh, Paul Bragg. And at that time, it was easier to get permission to do certain kinds of experiments. And he asked for permission to go into a prison 
where people were, you know, basically killers and they were very dangerous people. And he said, let me just talk to him and give him good food for a few months and see what happens and teach him about health, how to take care of them, their bodies, you know. And most of them got completely transformed and many of them went home. And that was just for from changing nutrition and, you know, basic health understanding. And, you know, your, your brain is actually part of your body. So whatever junk is in the bloodstream goes to the brain. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. That's right. That's right. And, you know, and, and nutrition is a big part, is a huge part. You know, that's why when we used to grow our, our own food, you know, yeah. we used to farm and grow our own food, you had less violence. That because could be that could be done in cities too. Yeah, yeah. There, there have be. been you people know, that showed empty lots in cities, right? Turning them into community gardens. Community gardens. You know, we did that um, where I grew up in Cleveland. You know, in, in in Ohio, I remember my dad. I remember us having a community garden, and we used to go to the community garden and work and get our vegetables and things like that from the community garden. Exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. And you know that that needs to be brought back into these cities, but. You know, there's so much money involved in the medical system right now. And, and, and it's money to keep us sick because of the it's pharmaceutical a, companies, because a, of this, the, you know, a, the traders. You know, it's so much that, that really goes into why we are in the situation that we're in now that people don't see. But that's what got me so excited about your candidacy because, wow, if you had somebody who understands how that picture goes together, that's mm. incredible. Yeah. I mean, it might even encourage other people to start thinking the same way. And if you have, there's a man in Los Angeles named Ron Finley. I don't know if you ever heard of him, mm. but he started a movement to get the city to, which initially resisted, but finally with public pressure gave in to take empty lots owned by the city and turn them into organic gardens mm-hmm. so that it would be a little piece of the countryside that was right in the middle of the inner city. Right. Like you're saying, it would change the attitude completely. Absolutely, it would. Um, because, you know, a lot of these places, like say, they don't have grocery stores, so they don't have access to good food, or the grocery stores are all across town, and they may not have access to get to the grocery store, you know, because I've, I've, I've talked to people down in the city of Norfolk. I, I remember this one lady, um, we were at a city council meeting and, you know, and, 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 you know, she said that the city council wouldn't call her back. She kept calling. They would never call her back. I'm like, well, what's wrong? She said, because I can't get anything to eat. You know, she's in a wheelchair. They took the grocery store out of her neighborhood. Wow. And so she couldn't get over to the grocery store on the other side of town just to buy some potatoes, you know? And so she was upset and they wouldn't even call this, this lady back, you know, and find out what was going on. And yeah. And, and, you know, and, and they do that because, you know, a lot of these people are on the take for themselves. They're, you know, they're fleecing them, the, the American people. They don't really care about, about people. That's yeah, pretty much the I bottom know. line. They only care about themselves. You know, I, I think there was a demonstration in 2020 of fraudulent elections at the presidential level, which which was really so obvious. It was on TV, it was on recordings, and you see people bringing in truckloads of fake ballots and stuff. But I think that it's important not to think that was only one election, you know, because I've been looking around the country at so many cities and counties and school boards and mm-hmm. little mini governments have the worst people in them. 
How could everybody be voting for the worst people? Right, over and over and over and over again, you know, because they, I hear a lot of people say, well, the black people just, they just keep voting for Democrats. Why do they keep voting for Democrats? And I'm like, well, you know what? A lot of the black people I talked to didn't vote for the Democrats, you know? Yeah, who is this that's electing? They're having their vote stolen. The, the, I, I honestly believe that the black community has been having their vote stolen for the past decade or more. Probably more. Yeah. Yeah. To where they just keep getting these same leaders. They're not voting for these people. No. I mean, it's just spectacular how bad some of them are. You can't imagine that they actually get elected. But I think it, there's a lot of money moving behind the scenes that determines Absolutely. who gets elected. Right. Right. Absolutely. I, I believe that. So what should be done to heal you know, where most people live, which is in the cities. And there are groups now that are highly funded, BLM and Antifa and groups like that you're not supposed to say anything bad about because all the, all the big corporations fund them and they have massive power. But they're being paid to burn down the cities. So if they live in an inner city environment that's really rough and difficult, the way that they're trying to help is to burn it down which there seems something wrong with that logic, right? Well, well, they're burning it down. If you look at the buildings in these cities that Antifa and BLM supposedly have burnt down, they're very strategic, very strategic. They're close to, you know, voting locations. They're close to, you know, the city hall. And what happens is, you know, these businesses and these buildings become, you know, unlivable. They become, you know, um, basically the, the property of the state, you know, because people can't afford to, you know, they don't have insurance to open their businesses back up. And then these, these business owners come through yeah. and they buy up these buildings for cheap. Right. For cheap. And, and they, then they put in what they want to put in, you know, and they put in, you know, um, things to control people, things, things, you know, of that nature. And so I think people are just being controlled by, by the globalists, they're being controlled by the CCP, they're being controlled by the communists in this country. And but what people have to realize and do it in, in that is you know, when they see it, they need to stop it. You know, I remember seeing a video of um, of the riots and things going on. Right. And there was this Antifa yeah. person getting ready to throw this brick through this window and a, and a black guy said, what are you doing? What are you doing? You, you don't you're not doing that in our neighborhood. Put the brick down and get out of here. Right. Mm-hmm. And they were going to rough the rough the kid up if he didn't get out of there. Right. And that's what a lot of people need to do. A lot of people need to realize it's not us. These are infiltrators who they'll go through burn the city down, break the, and then they go back to where they live in mommy's basement. They don't live in the cities. They don't live right. there. They're being bust in. They're being flown in just to cause and wreak havoc in those cities. And it's very, very strategic. Yeah. A lot of them are making money. Doing that too. Oh, they're getting paid to do it. Absolutely, absolutely. Two, two or three hundred dollars a day entry level. Right. That's Something right. Like that. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I want to talk about uh, what you said that America's under attack, with the understanding that right now it's it's a big movement against humanity worldwide. People right. are under attack everywhere, but America is a special target. Because in our founding documents, it talks about individual freedom. And Americans aren't disarmed yet. 
Americans used to have or still have some memory of freedom or the ideal of it, even if we never have lived up to it 100%, we still could. And so what are the ways, some of the ways that you see that the country is under attack right now that somebody needs to do things about to help it? Well, you know, every time we see we're, we're definitely under attack, our Second Amendment and our First Amendment as well, you know, with big tech. What what happened to President Trump being banned from Twitter and Facebook? That never would have happened to another leader of another country ever. This country should have been up in arms when that took place. The president of the free world and of the number one nation in the world got censored by some big tech. These people should be out of business right now. Right. They should probably be jailed for treason. You know, but but here it is. We don't have lawmakers and we don't have, you know, lawmakers that abide by the law anymore. Mm-hmm. We have lawbreakers that's running the that are running the country. You know, this country is founded on being able for life, liberty, and the pursuit of ha- pursuit of happiness. And laws were, and the and, and let's say law enforcement was enacted to make sure that those no one broke those laws against someone else. You know, you know, and if we uh, Frederick Bastiat, you know, said that you know in his wrote in, in his essay called the law. If legislators wrote laws that were contrary to individuals' life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, then those laws were unjust and cannot be enacted. Null and void. Right? They'd be null and void. And, and, and for them to do that, then, then they would be breaking the law. Mm-hmm. So we really need to get back to, you know, we are free people. Everyone has the God-given right of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness but it's been so perverted by our legislators. It's right. been so perverted. And so, and, and we don't have people standing up because we have too many communists within our government. And they're not, they're not all de- for the rights of people anymore. They're not all Democrats either. No. Oh, absolutely not. You see it every day. I call, you know, the rhinos, I fight against them just as hard as I fight against Democrats. So we, we honestly need, Patriots and it's, and and it's so funny that patriot has become such a bad word. When, yeah. when loving your country and patriot become a bad word, you know something that that you know that was looked down on, and that's because we have communists running our system, we have communists running our judicial system, our FBI, our CIA. It's been infiltrated, right? Um, you know, and so it's you know. There's a saying that says you you vote your way into socialism and communism, mm-hmm. but you have to shoot your way out. And so mm-hmm. we, we are almost there. You know, I don't want to see any violence. I don't want to see another civil war in this country. I don't I don't want it to go there. But people have to stand up and take charge of what's going on in, in this country and not be afraid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, longer. that's one reason it's so urgent, too, because we're trying to avoid the stage where it has to be a violent revolution, right? you know, because there's a lot of pitfalls to that. Sometimes the people that win the violent revolutions are just as bad as the people they overthrow. Right. Absolutely. Right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. True enough. And um, I mean, and, I mean, and, and, and we're at the crossword roads, I think right now, because, you know, 
because people are trying to do things the right way, trying to go through the judicial system from from the stolen election in 2020. So people are actually trying to do it the right way. But you have people that, you know, that don't want it, that don't want that to happen because they're in control. Right. And so but Americans need to understand that this is our country. If 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 we lose this country, there's no other free country in the world. And, yeah. and you know, our founding fathers were way ahead of their time when they wrote the Constitution and they understood to put the Second Amendment in the Constitution because of not to against each other, but to prevent tyranny of government. Right. You know, where the people had a way to fight back against a tyrannical government. Yeah. So we can never let that go. In fact, that's in the Declaration of Independence for the founding documents. You know, it says that people have a duty to make sure that the government is governing them with their consent. And if it's not, and if it's destructive, then it has to be replaced by one that does. That's right. And that's our duty to do that. Yeah, exactly. So we said before that common sense was being educated out of everybody um, so that they don't remember what it is. And that certainly applies to what's called science right now, right? Because real science questions everything. It has no ego to defend. It does. It's not out to show that its position is right. It's there to find out what's true. And that's kind of been lost, I think, in, in the academic world. Like we said, science has become, listen to what you're told and repeat it. Don't right. think. And in fact, the New York Times ran an article a couple of months ago, I think, that said the dangers of critical thinking. You know, you don't want to try it at home because it's just anything, <laughs> anything could happen. Right. And, and that applies even more to the subdivision of science called medicine. Mm-hmm. And people are so devoted to whatever medical authorities say. There was a movement in, prior, in this country prior to about 1910. There was a wide spectrum of free market health practitioners, you know, herbalists and all kinds of people, include, and medical doctors of all kinds. And um, then there was a project called the Flexner Report, whose purpose was to get rid of everything except drug medicine. And it was funded by Rockefeller and Carnegie. And their, fir- their first medicines were made out of crude oil that they had plenty of supply of. So it worked really well. And they thought if we could dominate the medical field and be the only supplier of the poisonous drugs, and the poisonous drugs make everybody worse, it's going to be great because there will be business on that forever. Right. And they're moving into the advanced stages of that now. And people are worshiping the medical system. And they're coming in in the guise of health and taking away freedom. It's really hard for people to sometimes see that. Is there anything you can say to make it more obvious that that's happening? Well, I mean, you can just look at this this COVID thing, you know, what's happening, you know, in the recent over a year. You know, they they tend to use fear. Mm-hmm. to control fear is a great controller of people and they've used this flu that's biochemical warfare agent that was manufactured in china to stoke fear into people into giving up their liberties into controlling people the, the mask were the was the first step 
Right. And, you know, I, I sit on numerous programs and, you know, I've never matched myself and I never will. Like if once you give up, you capitulate to that and give up your right to not wear a mask, then you are setting yourself up for the next stage, which would is now where we're now the vaccine. Right. And controlling us with the vaccine. And now the vaccine card controlling if we eat, where you eat, if you drink, if you buy groceries. Right. That's the ultimate goal of control. When you can control the supply of people's food, when you can control when and what they eat, then you can control the people. And it it, it just, it, it astonishes me and it saddens me at the same time to see how people have just given it up, have given up their lives, have given up their freedom because they're scared. And they're taught blind trust of authority, right? If, if the medical authority says something, you don't say, well, is that true? Well, that's, well that's it, like it blasphemy. The, right. And here's, and here's the reasoning of masking young kids to teach them to obey authority. Right. That's the thing. It has nothing to do with the health of the kids. These, these young kids were not even catching COVID. And if they caught COVID, they were... You know, it wasn't bad. You know, they were just like a little cold or whatever, but they weren't catching. They mm-hmm. weren't passed it on until people started getting these vaccinations. But it's all it's, it's totally all about control. And, and people have really given up control of their lives. Not only that, people, the people that have given up the control of their lives want other people and are angry with other people because we choose not to. Yes. What is and, and that's the ultimate brainwashing and programming that you can give up your right. So you want to go and get your ass on the cattle car, excuse my language, but you want to go and get on the cattle car, but you don't want to go alone. You want me to go with you. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to go with you. Exactly. Exactly. Otherwise you're selfish. If you want to keep your freedom. Right. Right. I, (laughs) I, I, I think what they forgot is that in a free country, even if there was a real pandemic that was killing everybody, the government can't take away God-given rights. Right. They can't declare an emergency that nullifies your rights. Because if they could do that, then any dictator could just say, well, I'm really sorry about the thing with your rights, but there's an emergency. And we'll give them back as fast as we can, for sure. Right. You know, and that would and be the... they never give them back. <laughs> no, and that's exactly what's happening now, except right. the, the compounding factor now, and I say this coming from the health science field, is that if you want to show that there's a pandemic, you have to do what, and, and it's from a virus, you have to do what's called isolating a virus. That means you have to prove it exists apart from everything else. And then you have to prove that that isolated virus, if you put it into a healthy person, makes them sick. If you don't do that, essentially there's no pandemic. And and what they did to make up for it is call everything COVID. Absolutely. So so the the deaths that were happening every year from heart attacks and influenza and everything else are now COVID. And people don't think, I mean, it's so basic logic, right? No, wait a minute. If you rename everything COVID, it doesn't make a real pandemic. And so 
last year when they said the hospitals were overflowing with COVID patients, mm-hmm. the brave independent media went there and filmed it, and the hospitals were empty. They were empty, right. And they got everybody to take the vaccine out of fear of the empty hospital, which they thought was full. Mm-hmm. And now because of the, the vaccine killing so many people, the hospitals are not empty anymore. The people who are being killed by the vaccine are filling it. Right, absolutely. The the people that are being shot up with this biological agent are biological carriers of this of this virus or drug, whatever you want to call it. And you can see the direct correlation and uptick in COVID cases of people actually actually filling the hospitals now. The correlation with when the vaccine started. Exactly. It's, it's a direct then, correlation. And instead of vaccine damage, which they've said the vaccine can't hurt anybody, it's safe and effective. And the doctors all memorize that as a mantra. Mm-hmm. Instead of that, they say, oh, they just died of COVID, even though they got the shot yesterday. Right, right, and right. Must, and, the, and the media and the social media and the big tech is saying, if you try to talk about that, this is really dangerous. If you try to talk about that, you can't talk anymore. And what the administration has said in the White House is that if you do, you're a terrorist. You're, you forget white supremacist. You're not that anymore. Now you're a terrorist. Right. Yeah, so yeah. that's not going in a good direction. No, no, it's going in a terrible direction. And this is where we are. And, um, you know, I, and, and daily, you know, I try to bring it up and I'm attacked on a daily basis. I, I actually wear it as a badge of honor now. You know, if if I'm attacked by a a vaxxer or something like that, you know, because I don't I don't believe, you know, that I should have to get a vaccine just because you do. You know, Um, I believe that I still have the choice uh, of my body. I'm in control of my body. And and if I don't want to inject my body with the poison, I can still not do that and be okay. You know, but you have these people that actually believe that a healthy person can make them sick. (laughs) <laughs> right, even if they have the vaccine, too. That's right, right. Even okay. though the vaccine works, it doesn't work if you're around them. Absolutely. You you know, that's what I say. Well, you took the vaccine to be safe, right? So you wouldn't, So why are you worried about me? You took the vaccine. You're safe. I'm the one that's not safe, so why are you worried? You know, but, and, and, you know, I think a lot of these people, like you say, they are, you know, the crabs in the bucket mentality. Well, I took it, yeah. and since I took it, I want to make sure I'm double safe. So you have to take it to make sure I'm safe. What, what that isn't even, that's not even logical sense that that makes absolutely no sense. And when you listen at these people talk, you know, and, and, and say things like, well, you're making me sick, even though I have the vaccine. Are, are you really listening to what you're saying? They're repeating what they're told. So it, it sounds to me, you know, with my bias about this whole thing being a consciousness issue, that the problem is you've got people that have lost the ability for common sense and normal thought. And so there has to be a plan to get that back and also to do something about the censorship. Yeah. Um, you know, I have a lawsuit right now, um, active lawsuit against Facebook because I've been censored on Facebook and banned. I'm still suspended right now. So I have an ongoing lawsuit against Facebook, but I think every freedom loving American should, um, hopefully find some attorney that will 
you know, file a lawsuit against Twitter, file, you know, against Facebook, against these big tech giants and, and, you know, and actually win, you know, but, and, 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 and maybe just shut it down and shut it off, put them out of business somehow, you know, because, you know, at, at this point, they're committing treason. You know, this is these these are treasonous acts that these big tech giants and, and that they're being protected by. Right. And, um, you know, I, right now, I, I, I don't know the answer to it, except, like I say, we try to do it civil. We're going to try to do it by the voter box. And that's one reason I'm running. Mm-hmm. But Frederick Douglass, you know, once said that a man's freedom comes by three boxes. It's the jury box, the voter box, and the cartridge box. Right. So when we we are we're very close to the cartridge box. Yeah. What you're trying to do is make it unnecessary to go to that stage, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So they have these hearings. Speaking of the people you're talking about with big tech in Congress, and the Congress people ask them, "Well, did you lie about this?" And they say, no, we didn't lie about that. Do you censor anybody? No. Okay, well, thanks for your testimony. You right. Know. right, and they let them get away with it because they're in bed with them because they have stock in these companies. Right. You know, a, a lot of what we have to do, I mean, well, I did a big thing. Jack Dorsey, I was censored by Twitter two weeks before my election <laughs> last year. Um, I was suspended um, because of one of my positions, and they suspended me two weeks before my election and then three weeks after the election, they verified me with a boot, with a blue check. <laughs> wow! Wow! Yeah, so it was amazing. But yeah, I mean, but these 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 companies need to be held accountable um, because they're communist leaders in this country. And you know, you you cannot censor Americans. You know, we don't do that in this country. This is not the CCP. This is not Russia. This is not you know Turkey or any of these countries where you may not agree with what someone says, but. You know, you can't censor them. And for them to be able to do that, they actually should be shut down. You know, what they did to President Trump, yeah. you know, what they what they are doing to conservative Americans who love this country, they should really be shut down. Yeah. So once you get elected to Congress, you can bring up some ideas like that, even if you're the only one to begin with, I guess, right? Yeah, well, I will absolutely be bringing up those ideas, just like I... And the, the one of the lone ones that have a lawsuit, an active lawsuit against Facebook right now for censorship. And so, um, but yeah, I'm definitely going to be bringing those up. And now I'm going to be the guy they hate, you know? Yeah. I'm be the guy they try to take down. I'm going to be the guy that, you know, they'll create lies about and, you know, things like that because they don't want me there. And a lot of rhinos don't, don't want me there either because I'm against them too because I'm going to call them out. What can, what can you do to encourage ethics and honesty among the other people in Congress so you get some allies? Well, hopefully there's some there that are truthful. Um, you know, and I'm hoping to take some with me as far as like around the country, um, some people to win some of these elections that they're running for. They're, they are, there are a lot of great people running like uh, Teddy Daniels in Philadelphia, right. we got Joe Collins in California, we got yeah. Joe Ken up in Washington, we got you know, um, Willie Montague in Florida. We got Eileen down in Texas. So we have plenty of people that's running for these seats. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, we, we have we have some America First people there, like you know, um, uh, Congressman Gosar and yeah, Jim Jordan, and we have you know people like that. You know, mm-hmm. Andy Biggs, and you know, so we have people that that's there that loves this country. 
and you know that that I can ally with. But right now, is is it's just not enough of them, you know. So right. we definitely twenty twenty two. We have to flip these seats in twenty twenty two, and hopefully, what's happening now, America will wake up. Hopefully, hopefully, what's happening with this Biden steal and this uh, Biden fake administration, people are actually seeing what can happen when you have bad leadership when Democrats are in control, when they just want to ramrod and destroy America because they, they are trying to destroy America. I don't know who owned them. You know, I'm pretty sure it's the CCP, but, and they're doing their bidding to destroy America. So, you know, and, and I believe 2022 is going to be the time to take America back. We just have to get there first. Right. And what you were saying about, the craziness with the vaccines and all that. And, and people don't know, uh, probably half a million have died in America so far from the vaccines alone. And that comes from understanding the VAERS database and that about 1% or less, according to a Harvard study, of the people who were killed and injured by the vaccines get reported. Right. And even, even with that, they've got ten or 15,000 deaths admitted by CDC. And they just won't talk about it on TV. But there's more depth to that issue because since they're making everybody afraid of this virus that they can't even prove exists, they're shutting down business. Mm -hmm. And if you're talking about communism, one of the aspects of that is universal basic income and no ability to make your own living. And that's actually being enacted now in the form of shutdowns. Well, not only that has been enacted in the form of, you know, these extra um, benefit payments to right. to people that they're paying them to stay home. They are paying them to yeah. stay home and work. And these people are getting this free money and this more money than they've ever made to not go to work. And right. it's causing the businesses where they work to be shut down. So right. they're not going to have a job to go back to. Exactly. And so you talk you if 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 you pay if people paid attention to the presidential election and, and all of the the the, the uh, Andrew Yang I think was yeah. one the AOC so all of these people were talking about universal income right that they were in that they were in that universal income basically what they were saying was we're going to enact communism. In the United States, we're going to destroy business. And this is what they've done with the COVID, with the business shutdowns, with these mandates, right. these illegal, unconstitutional mandates to shut down businesses. They've backdoored the system into universal income. And that, that came from putting dictators into power be, with the excuse of a health emergency and mm-hmm. saying, because there's an emergency, you don't have God-given rights anymore. That's, I think right. that's what it comes down to. And people said, well, of course we can't have our rights because it's a health emergency. I mean, like, forget it. The God-given rights are out of date now. And, and the thing is, if the country is to survive, God-given rights have to not be, you know, able to be touched. Right, absolutely. People have to stand up and people... You know, really have to be, and, and and they've scared people like with the January sixth thing to, they they've used that to m- make people more frightened to not stand up for their country. You know, exactly. don't you come to D.C. because if you do, see what's going to happen to you. You got to get arrested. You got to get put in prison for months for no reason. You know, without any charges, and you can't be a patriot 
in this country and actually go and address your grievances like as intended in the Constitution, because the FBI and the CIA and all of these agencies have been weaponized. The judicial system have been weaponized. Exactly. Homeland Security just put out a bulletin of who's a terrorist. You probably saw it, right? I I did. Anybody who questions the election is defined as a terrorist. Anybody who's against the lockdowns is a terrorist. They're trying to, you know, have complete totalitarian rule. Yeah, and and people can't see it, you know. And and that's what frightens me because, you know, I I know it's a lot of us and I know we have strength in numbers, but I don't know how many of those people will really stand up. You know, there's this saying, you know, that I use a lot. Um, You know, everybody wants to be a patriot until it's time to do patriot shit. Yeah. And so, you know, I I don't know who's going to be there. You know, when it's really time, and it's almost time to do Patriot stuff. It seems like uh, they're they're fooling people with the free stuff. Right. You know, when you give, if you had to explain to people that said, wow, free stuff, I mean, that's obviously wonderful. Everything should be free. And what, <laughs> they, what they don't get, that's how communism gets sold. And right. what they don't get is if you pay people not to work hard, nobody does the work and there's no supplies and no food. That's right. And, 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 and yes, and that can be bad. taken from you. And the free stuff, the free money can be taken at any moment away from you. That's and right. That, and it's always, uh, condi- it's conditional too. Absolutely. You know, if, if you sign up for universal basic income and then you disobey or you think the wrong thing or you're <laughs> the wrong political party or something, they just switch off your universal basic income until you come around. That's right. That's right. They just turn your EBT card off. You know, and then if you don't get over here and work in this field for 12 hours a day, then I'm not going to give you this $12 on your card so you can go eat. Exactly. You know, people don't understand and realize that's what's happening. So you know, in order to convince people not to take the free money, you got to let them open up their businesses again. Absolutely. And, and then these business owners have to just open them. They, these, these business owners can't be frightened into closing their businesses. It's their business. That's what freedom in America is. Right. The government cannot force you to close down your business. Yeah. So that people have to wake up to enough intelligence to understand that free stuff leads to famine. And freedom, instead of free stuff, leads to prosperity. Yeah, right. Then there's enough for charity and everything else is automatic. You don't need it from the government. Absolutely. And that's, and that's why we say if the government just moves out of the way, people will be fine because we'll find a way. We've always found a way right. to, to survive. Just get out of the way, you know, don't regulate, you know, stop with all the, all the laws, all, all of the legislation that restricts us from doing what we need to do because you're in bed with the big companies, you're in bed with the corporations, you're, you know, and that's what it's really about. You know, I wish people would just wake up and, you know what? We're not going to do Home Depot anymore. We're not going to do Walmart anymore. We're going to go to the mom and pop shop. Right. We're going to go. Yeah, it may cost us a little more, but this is what we're going to do. We're going to put Walmart out of business. We're going to put, you know, out of, and, and then when they're out of business, we can build more, you know, small businesses. We can build more mom and pop stores. We can have the hardware stores. We can have the lumber stores. We can have all of these different stores that the community owns and is, mm-hmm. and, 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 and with the small businesses, it grows the community because 
we, the community are the ones working in these stores. They're the ones getting paid with these stores. They're the ones that's going to build the communities and make these communities thrive again. Because as long as the, these big corporations are in the communities, the communities suffer. Yeah. So I'm just guessing, but probably since you're not going to be getting overwhelming amounts of donations from huge corporations, <laughs> that, um, what do people do to help you and, and fund your campaign and support you in any way that is important? Okay, well, thanks for that. Yeah, you know, I, I've been um, blessed to have thousands of donors across the nation, not only here in Virginia, but across the nation. I have over 6,000 donors um, that, that have given to my campaign, and, and, and they find me. You know, and, and it's really funny because a lot of people – they ask, are you with WinRed? You know, and I'm like, no, I'm not with WinRed. They're like, good, because we're not giving to anybody with WinRed. We're not giving to the NRCC. We're not giving to the RSC. So the people are starting to wake up and try and, and seeing that the, that the Republican Party uh, in this WinRed and this fundraising stuff, they don't fund people like me. They don't right. help people like me to win races. They help their own. So people, if you want to fund me and, and, and help, me fight for America and, and, and get this seat in Virginia to, to really, um, and it's not only to fight and, and win in Virginia, but, you know, as a House of Representatives congressman, it, it's about the nation because we write laws for the nation. Exactly. And so you can um, go to my website page, Jerome, J-A-R-O-M-E-B-E-L-L-F-O-R congress.com. And that's Jerome Bell for Congress.com. You can read more on my platforms. You can see my issues. You can see my news. You can see um, everything I write about because all of my press releases are there. You can see my endorsements. Um, and then you can, hit, you can click that donate button. And, and then once you click the donate button, you can just give as much as you give. You know, there's no set amount. Um, you know, I'm not funded by really any big donors or I'm definitely not funded by any corporations or lobby groups yeah. <laughs> or hacks or anything like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm funded by the people all over this nation that um, believes in me and, and, and that believe that, you know, that I, I'm really who I am and who I say I am. I'm America first. And, and you know, this country comes first and I'm going to fight for this country. And, you know, they donate. You know, I have $5 donors. I have, mm-hmm. you know, $1. I have $25 donors. I've, I've had a couple of thousand, $2,000 donors, you know, as well. Um, but, you know, I, I don't ask for any specific amount. Whatever you can give, you know, to try to help me fight for our freedom because our freedoms are at stake. And we're really close to losing this country and losing this freedom in the country that we all love. Right, right. Boy, I, I agree. It's super exciting. So I'd say... Everybody, you know, even if you only have one dollar, send it to Jerome Bell and that give your website once more, because I, I think it's super exciting that, you know, the basic idea of the country, if you could also get not only the ideal and the structure, mm-hmm. but real human beings into office that right. are not are being honest and open and courageous enough to tell the truth. I mean, as Donald Trump said before he handed over the country to medical tyrants make the country great again and you know that can still be done it absolutely it absolutely can still be done but it's going to start with the people and and getting people here to love america i said i started to just run for president after he gave after he gave the country away with (laughs) the vaccine stuff but uh, 
I say, eh, maybe not. Maybe I just take the Congress right now and then go for president. But but we definitely need a leader. Um, well, you're you're not very old. If you start in Congress, you can do some mm-hmm. things after that if you yeah, want to. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so it's yeah. So my website once again is Jerome Bell for Congress dot com. And if you want to see me fight every day, you can follow me on Twitter. <laughs> I'm attacked right. on Twitter every day. I'm at Jerome Bell VA. I'm on Getter at Jerome Bell VA. I'm on Gab at Jerome Bell VA. But you know, I primarily fight the communists and and and, and the liberals on on Twitter on a daily basis. <laughs> so you can right. follow me. On and Twitter. it's not uh, impossible that some of those people could convert, right, and, and defect and say, "Wait a minute, maybe we should try common sense." I mean, if they are paying attention to what's going on in the country now, because even these people are paying these high gas prices. Right. Even these people are going to have to eat and go to the grocery store. These people are, even though they are vaxxed, they, they're going to have to show a card to eat, too, you know, right. or whatever. So, you know, hopefully these people wake up and see that that's not the smartest thing to do is to give <laughs> away your liberty and your rights for a right. little bit of safety. And uh, I believe it was Ben Franklin that said that, right? <laughs> yes. And, and remember that um, 30 to 80,000 people a year officially died of influenza recently in America, and they didn't force all the businesses to close. No, absolutely. It would have been completely never, ridiculous. Even at, even at the height of, of the influenza with um, H1N1, when over 260-something thousand people died from the flu, yeah. in one year, they never closed businesses. It would never occur They'd to never, anybody that you have to shut down business. No, it's never occurred to anybody that you have to mask people. No, and just, just in case anybody doesn't know... <laughs> And it wants to try out common sense thinking just to see what it's like. A mask, the opening in a mask is so much bigger than the, the size of a virus that it's like a mosquito flying through a chain link fence. So there's no reason to wear the mask unless you want to just show that you're, you have blind obedience to rulers. Right, that's, it, that's it. But it, it, it is effective though in cutting down your oxygen. <laughs> And making you rebreathe your own toxic carbon dioxide and things like that. Yes, right. And what I'm finding out too is that a lot of these people that are masking up and that are catching COVID are um, having lung problems of pneumonia and everything when they go into the hospital because right. they've um, contaminated their lungs with so much CO2 mm-hmm. and not enough oxygen because people need 19% oxygen. To live. Minimum, yeah. yeah. Minimum to, for your central nervous system to function properly and, and, and everything. And you are cutting down your um, lifespan just masking up eight yeah. hours a day because you're not getting the proper oxygen. Either. You're actually killing your own body. And, and your body is not able to fight off the virus. That's right. That is coming to that's attacking now. And that's why you're actually seeing a lot more people in the hospital after this virus because of being shed on because they've worn these masks and they've um, diluted their immune system so much that it can't fight off the virus. Yeah. In the uh, 1918 flu epidemic, a lot of people died mainly from bacterial pneumonia from masks. Right. Absolutely. And that's what, and that's what these people are now. They're calling it COVID pneumonia. That's what they're calling it now. Right. It's, It's pneumonia because you've, Contaminate your lungs with the carbon dioxide. Justified <laughs> by the COVID idea. Yeah. Absolutely. So Absolutely. If, if Americans could be encouraged by somebody real in Congress to just wake up and become 
capable of normal common sense thought again, it could become incredible. I mean, beyond yeah, we can take this beyond, country back. beyond the vision of making it great again. Yeah, absolutely, it can go far, far greater than that, and we can actually see what normal. What normal is again when people can walk around free, when people have free travel, when yeah. people can actually have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness once again in this country. But it's going to take um, it's going to take people to wake up. It's going to take people to to understand what's going on in, in this country and, and not be afraid and not be scared and and trust God. You know exactly. It is you know I have faith in God. I have God made my body to fight off viruses. I have a central nervous system to fight off viruses. So why would I be scared of COVID? I caught COVID. I mean, you know, I I had COVID in November, you know, but since I live a healthy lifestyle, I take, you know, my vitamin D, my Z. I mean, it it was nothing but, you know, a minor cold Mm -hmm. or, or, or a minor flu because it's what it is. It's a virus. Right. And you, you know, in Congress, you're going to be a teacher for everybody too not just passing bills or suggesting bills. And one of the things that people need to know is the basics of economics. And what free money does is it makes the money without any value. Right. That's That's called hyperinflation. Yeah. People don't understand the the way money works. That's the problem. And they think it's too hard to understand. And it's very simple. (laughs) It's very simple. Here's, here's the way, here's the way money works. It is very simple. A dollar is not worth anything until it's borrowed. <laughs> until it's borrowed, it's not worth anything. You know, so it's once it's borrowed under the um, code of um, interest rate, mm-hmm. okay, under interest rate, then it becomes valuable to the person that loaned it. It's not valuable to you unless you loan it to someone else or unless you use it for something else to um, better you know, for, for for your commerce, for someone to pay you more than what you paid for that dollar. So, and that's, and that's really how money works. And if you want prosperity, the real simple solution to that is freedom, right? Let, let people be creative and do their own work. Right. Let people be creative and do their own work. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And get rid of we we really need to go back like and I believe President Trump was on the verge of this. And this is one reason why, you know, they stole and they they knew they had to steal the election. He was on the verge of putting us back on a standard that actually um, the gold standard and the silver standard that our money is actually backed by, because right now. The, the fiat currency is not backed by anything. It's just yeah. backed by yeah. interest rates. It's backed by whoever wants to, you know, um, you know, you know, control the, the inflation rate of how much money is worth. Okay. Well, we're going to take this money out of circulation because inflation is getting too high, but we're going to dump all this money in, in, into, into the economy because we need inflation to go up. We need prices to rise again. You know, wow. so it's really controlled by the puppet master and, you know, and the wizard of Oz behind the big curtain. Exactly. And right now, according to what you just said, it's really obvious what the plan is. Because if you dump endless trillions of dollars in without any value and you shut down the real goods generation because nobody can work, work, then what you guarantee that the money becomes worthless. Absolutely. Right? So that needs to be turned around. You've got a lot of work to do in Congress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot. That's why people call me crazy. <laughs> well, that's a sign that you've got ideas that are not 
what you memorized. Right. Yeah, absolutely. No, I didn't, I didn't go into the memory. I'm not from the memorization school, um, you know, of, of just, you know, regurgitate nonsense. We actually had to critically think. And, and like I said, a, a lot of people, you know, are stuck in, in the matrix. I mean, you have to really, you know, it's so funny because someone told me that there's a lot of movies. Movies have a lot of truth in them. They have only a little bit of untruth to make them nonfiction. Mm-hmm. But but if you if you remember, you know the Matrix. You know I, yeah. and I go back and I, and I watch the Matrix over and over and over. Mm-hmm. I'm so like, man, it is so real and so true, and yeah. how people are stuck in the Matrix. Right. If you go back and you look at, let's say, the Minority Report, right? right. You remember how Tom Cruise was on that big screen, you know, with the Thought Police, and he was uh-huh. doing this with the windows, uh, right. and people thought that that was like not real. That was real. Yeah, I was, you, know, you see it now. You know, we have the thought police now. You, you know, we have all these cameras just watching everybody all over the all over the country. You can't do anything without being watched by Big Brother now. Right. You know? So, you know, we need to get our freedoms back in this country. You know, I'm going to fight for that. You know, and and I'll, I'll fight to the death. You know, for that because you know, I have sons that I want to give this country to. I want I want my sons and my grandsons to live in a country that's free. To live in the country that I grew up in. Um, and you know, and I, and I'm going to fight for that and, and hopefully other Americans want to fight for that. And, you know, and I hope more Americans want to fight for that than the ones that want to destroy it. Because as long as we have the strength in numbers, as long as we have the majority that want to fight for America and, and the freedoms, then I think we'll be okay. That's right. So everybody realize that you're in a real life movie right now and you're the star. And you, right. you have to live an inspiring life and support Jerome. So, well, I appreciate it. Thank you very much, Richard. Hold on. We'll say goodbye in the break here. Okay, you guys, there goes Jerome Bell. And I, I am not kidding when I say that I get really enthusiastic seeing somebody of that caliber running for Congress. Wow, that's incredible. And it, I mean, it shouldn't be incredible. It should be normal every day. You know, all the candidates should be some version of that, but we haven't quite gotten that to be common yet. So somebody like Jerome getting into Congress would be the potential beginning of of a really good change. And I strongly uh, suggest that everybody support Jerome Bell, whether you can do a dollar or uh, a million is fine, whatever, or maybe a million is not fine. I don't know if they have limits, but... If you have lots of money, give as much as you can and support him uh, and share his candidacy so that it can be supported from anywhere in the world. I mean, the only people who get to vote for him are in Virginia, but the other people can be supportive, which is good. I just like the idea that, you know, as I said, it shouldn't be that spectacular, but you have an actual human being running for Congress. That's incredible. And... um, the fact that he's watching the Matrix for his inspiration puts him way above people that are, you know, having still blind faith in institutions that are totally corrupt. And unfortunately, that's the rule and that's what's common now, but it could change. And sometimes when things are really dark and there's a lot of uh, bad stuff happening and threatening to happen, we get, uh, I think we get more help from unseen levels that are all around us, and we shouldn't rule that out. 
you know, don't carry around the thought of good things being impossible because they're not. Um, what else can I say about Jerome? Just, you know, go to his site, uh, Jerome bell for congress.com and it's j-a-r not j-e-r jerome bell for congress for spelled out congress.com and read about him it tells about his navy career and um and the business that he started after that and all the stuff that he's done i mean a normal person if you ever run into one is really inspiring i think you know it means that things can get better in America and wherever you are listening in the world, because, you know, the idea of the American founding documents was not just for Americans. It was saying that God gives everybody uh, unalienable rights. And theoretically, people in government could understand that and act accordingly. And that's what Jerome is trying to get started again. And, the the uh, slogan "Make America Great Again" or or for the first time or whatever that Trump put into uh, public uh, you know awareness and the media jumped on them and said that was terrible mainly because their their bosses of the media realized wow if that idea ever gets out that could ruin our businesses of trying to destroy everyone's life. So you take the word America and substitute whatever country you're in and make every country great again. It's not, it's not a bad thing. It's a necessary thing. Whatever country you're in, make it great again. And I know that's a challenge when the people in charge of the government and the agencies uh, don't believe you have any rights at all and that you belong to them. That's kind of a challenge. And we've got the same thing going on in America right now. They're in the process of shutting down the economy, which is not just a side issue. It's like everybody's survival. The free money that we get from the government, if all the production stops, then the free money doesn't buy anything. And you have famine. That's one of the benefits of uh, socialism and communism is that it looks like everything's free until there's nothing available and you starve, which is really not that great of an offer if you see the whole thing. Freedom produces prosperity. And I don't mean freedom to poison the world. And free, whether it's in a shot or GMO uh, seeds or toxic chemicals for to ruin agriculture or fluoride in the water, you know, weaponized uh, frequencies for telecommunication, none of those things is legit, legitimate freedom at all. But freedom for regular people, you know, those of us just out in the general population to make an honest living and create a business and be successful through our own creativity and hard work. Those are legitimate freedoms. And to take the money system back so it's not a bunch of fiat money in the in the hands of criminal bankers, um, that gets toward legitimate freedom and that creates prosperity. It creates uh, generosity and charity without needing the government to do it. And that was the idea behind America. Just because it's never really been done up to now doesn't mean that it couldn't be done now. This is just a movie, and and it's not over. And the script is partly up to every one of us. And you're actually not just one of the extras. You're the star. 
no matter who you are, and you have vast possibilities of what could happen in the rest of the movie. So I suggest that we use it to the best that we can imagine, and then just write that in your own script and do it, and drop the uh, belief of what's impossible. So if, like Jerome was asking where we're going to be on the air, um, it's going to be in lostartsradio.com that all the links are, all the uh, channels that we're not banned on. And even where we're still on the air, we could be shadow banned. So if you'd like to help us spread the links, that would really be appreciated because they're trying to ban us completely at this point. And, um, you know, we're on some of the new channels like Brighteon and Bitchute and Blog Talk Radio and other ones that don't censor at the moment. And we want to make that grow as fast as possible. So at, up to this point, we're not doing commercials. If you want to help us survive and expand, uh, donate at lostartsradio.com. There's a donate button there, and that would be really appreciated. I don't want to do it with sales hype unless it's something that we feel, you know, I, I actually haven't figured out how to do that at all. Because when I recommend things, I want to do it because I'm saying, you know, to you as a friend, this, whatever it is we're talking about, seems like it's good. Um, I tried it, or I know people that try it, and it's helping them. And this over here hasn't worked. And just no money pressure. I want to feel free to recommend things because they're good. So if you donate, we'll stay on the air. Our projects can expand and keep going. And if you want to get more deeply into it personally, we're about to expand uh, Planetary Healing Club, and that's at planetaryhealingclub.com. You're welcome to participate in that if you want to actually be in a supportive environment to start working on yourself. We're all involved in doing that because you're the key to what's going to happen for the future of humanity. You really are. Everything you do, everything you say, Whatever you decide and think and believe, that has an effect that's really far-reaching. So I'm um, suggesting we use it, make the best out of it that we can, and uh, break through the biggest taboo and secret of the rulers that I know of, which is that you have vast uh, abilities that can come back, and you influence everything. Right now you are, so just be aware that that's going on and use it wisely. Even your thoughts, you know, cell towers are not the only source of frequency radiation. What's a bigger one? You. If it becomes focused and intentional, you can have an effect on the future of the world. So learn about that stuff. Take care of yourself. Take care of your physical body. Don't eat junk. Learn how to get off drugs that are hurting you. Even some doctors are learning how to do that, so you can get help if you want. Um, take care of yourself if you want to be of use to others. It's the best thing you can do. The most generous thing you can do is take care of yourself first, just like Jerome was saying. Uh, people in your country should take care of their own country first, and then they become able to help other countries after that because of what they do. It's exactly the same on a personal level. Take good care of yourself. There's no reason you have to keep abusing yourself or eating junk or doing drugs or whatever. Um, it was never a rule that you had to do that. 
learn how to deal with mind and you can drop it. So if you want support in that, planetaryhealingclub.com. Occasionally I do some private one-on-one sessions too if you want that. All that supports the nonprofit that keeps us going. So if you feel supportive, that's appreciated. But the main request, aside from that, take care of yourself. Realize your, your role, your huge role in deciding which way the future is going to go. So anyway, thanks for your patience and being with us and meeting us back here every week. I, I appreciate it very much. And uh, have a good rest of the weekend, and we'll see you here next time. Introducing Lost Arts Radio on Subscribestar.com. Just go to Subscribestar.com slash Lost Arts Radio to find our rewards program offering 10 different giving levels starting at just 5 bucks a month. We offer incredible value for any rewards level, from extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription-based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month, to private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs, to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. We even have one option where you can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our subscribe star levels are one of a kind and offer great rewards for any budget. Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today to keep doing what we're doing. As Richard says, we're not even at survival level yet. Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned from some of the larger ones. Right now, we're on Facebook Live, Twitch, and DLive. You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brideon. Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on big tech's platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. The sign-up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest news selection videos that we curate just for you. Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash lostartsradio, or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows, except the banned ones, are on our YouTube channel, at Lost Arts Radio. Our Brideon page is really taking off, and we often have editors' picks videos right on their homepage. Visit brideon.com slash channel slash Lost Arts Radio. 
On our site, you can also access our free listener forum as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month, where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with host Richard Sachs and myself and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. Stay tuned because up next, you'll get to hear a really great song by an independent artist that we're doing our best to support. Go to lostartsradio.com slash music for the full list of all the great songs and bands that we spin on our audio-only podcast shows. If you're in a band and want to submit a song for consideration for airplay on Lost Arts Radio, visit my website at diamonddiscaudio.com for more information about the music placement, mastering, and mixing work that I do. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with. It seems the walls are so close, looks like there's no way around. If we're so helpless right now, but there's a way out of found. Stand up, let your voice be loud Wake up, wake up, wake up Show them that you're proud Let go, let go, let go You know by saying these words You make your voice be loud
Stand up, stand up, stand up. Courage is the way. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Show them all to think. Let go, let go, let go. You know by saying these words, can make your voice be heard. Can make your voice be heard. Can make your voice be heard. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.